Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast, a place where we bring a new paranormal guest each episode to share their journey and experiences. I'm Tina Hart, and um, I guess labels have always been very uh, sticky with me. Usually what I say that I am, nobody really understands, so I'm a diviner. So when you think about what that means, it basically is I gain insight and clarity into something that basically is beyond whatever the muggle understanding is. Through that, I use tools, right? I use tools. So I read cards, I use casting charms. Visit our sponsor, The Most Gifted Psychics. Call 866-228-2883 and mention code word Haunting Live to receive 10 minutes for just $10. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast this week. We have a very special guest. We welcome Tina Hart to the show. Hi, Tina. Hi. Oh my gosh, so happy to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. Uh, I've been trying to have you actually on the show for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> we've known each other for quite a while now, and I uh, just want to finally get you on the show here. So thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for being so patient, because you know things just kind of get in the way. <laughs> Yeah, life gets in the way sometimes, and uh, there's a reason for connecting sometimes as well. So hopefully this is a good reason to connect back with you. So uh, first of all, can you introduce yourself, uh, who you are, your name, and uh, just what you do briefly? Briefly? Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm Tina Hart, and um, I guess labels have always been very uh, sticky with me, Um, you know, because usually what I say that I am, nobody really understands. So I'm a diviner right? I'm a diviner. Um, So when you think about what that means, it basically is I gain insight and clarity into something that basically is beyond whatever the muggle understanding is. And through that, I use tools, right? I use tools. So I read cards, I use casting charms, but Uh, But also, I've been sitting in mediumship circles, too. So all of it, anything, it's it's my passion. It's my love. It's what I do. And basically, I am just a messenger. That's great. So how did you first get into divination? What drew you to that topic of study? And how did you sort of get into that field? Well, I, um, my mom was very young when she had me, my dad, too. Uh, so basically they worked and I was babysat a lot. And one of the, the most fortuitous places that actually I was babysat is with my grandmother, my maternal grandmother and my mom's side of the family who lived in this extraordinarily haunted rooming house in Hyde Park in Toronto. And so I would, I'd, I'd be there mostly while I was in school and I had these two extraordinary cousins um that were older than me and i i uh (laughs) one of them was very much into astrology i mean coming right out of the 60s and and the other one was like a wednesday adams and the room that my cousin uh stayed in and lived in you know she was fine there but my younger uh my younger cousin would be driven out of the room with alarming regularity, right? So I just, I I loved it. I, I don't know why. I knew even at a younger age, oh, I should have mentioned too, my grandmother read cards and my um, my aunt, their mother, 
read cards professionally in a tea room. So I was exposed to it. And eventually I, I, I was curious enough, but my own path would lead me to the reader studio in New York city um, and a, a different, a different way of, of foundational study. It's interesting that you grew up in a active house where there's hauntings and energies around. So was it hard for you to, um, get you to those energies or did you find them welcoming at that time? I, I got, I got to tell you, I have, I have early onset mediumship envy. So when I was a kid, there was nobody standing at the end of my bed, right? Might've happened for my cousins, but it didn't happen for me. So, uh, you know, but, uh, I felt things, you know, around me, but, but I didn't have that, I didn't have that, uh, terrifying experience. And it sounds so stupid. You know what I mean? To say, why didn't they come and stand at the edge of my bed? Why, why didn't all these dead people come and right? my, my path was different, you know, it was different, um, than theirs. So I never, when I was at my grandmother's place, I, I have to be honest, I was, I was young and I still did not really feel what I would feel today. So was it something that you grew into then as you developed your abilities and your mediumship that you kind of learned along the way, your different path, your own journey? I, I think so. Yeah. Things, things opened up and certainly when I started taking my discipline more seriously, uh, that's when those channels opened up. Right. So, you know, and I, I think I still think everybody has this ability, but I, I think I was going to go much more into the therapeutic and using using my skill set as a healer. And so it took me through a school of hard knocks. You know, I had uh, I had a very school hard knocks kind of life and path. So I can see how that shaped me now in my studies, but certainly at the, at the time it, it, you know, it certainly wasn't the same experience as my cousins. For sure. It sometimes takes uh, real life experiences and ways of learning on your own to get into your own field. So yeah. Um, yeah. So from there, what happened from there? How did you decide to get into the business full time? Was it something experience that happened to you that led that way or? I was always, all right. So my grandmother would read cards for all the ladies in the neighborhood would always come over, right? She read playing cards and they would always come over and they would have the same questions. And I, I honestly, I, I was fascinated and mystified by what was happening on that card table. I started reading tarot. I can't even tell you how I found my first tarot deck. You know, most people, it's like, you know, it's like how you met your first boyfriend. It becomes an anniversary and that's all clear. I can't even tell you how that happened. But all I can tell you is the day that I knew that that was going to be my path was when I attended, I, I, it's, it's just sometimes weird how things lead you to a link, to a website, to a person. And then suddenly the light bulb goes up and you're booking a flight to New York City and you're attending the reader studio with Walden, Ruthann Amberstone, who are, it's like the Hogwarts. So the, the um, everybody, the top people in the metaphysical industry go to the reader studio, right? And then I used to be really fascinated by the first day they would have all these psychologists and psychoanalysts and all these people who started using 
tarot and using playing cards to open up dialogues um, with their student, with their, sorry, with their clients and their patients, which is something that was unheard of, you know, but it was pioneering. But I used to sit in all of their, in their, in their classes because they would talk about how they could really open up these dialogues a lot quicker than typical um, psychotherapy. And I would be riveted and fascinated, right? So, and then the rest of it was just plain Hogwarts. All the rest was magical and studying tarot and studying, um, you know, mediumship and meditation, all, all these other things. And then it's just like it snapped and I realized I was in the perfect place at the perfect time, you know, and it, it it's just, it's a lifelong study, right? There's not a day that goes by that I don't divine or I don't study or, or keep working. Speaking of keep working, um, how do you find using those tools today? Is it different than back then? Or do you still use the same practices for divination? Well, that's, I, I, um, I use, I use cards and I also use casting charms, right? I love casting charms. It's like, to, to me, it's just like a, like a, like a, a magical toolbox. It's full of all of these tiny shiny treasures that can be used predictively or can be used um you know like free association that can be used therapeutically right so but i should i should really say that over the years really what i've been working on is developing trevor a tool belt so you you will you will work with this in this divinatory system like uh you know it could be the Sibylla, right? And then I decide, oh no, this is not for me. And then you you go to the Lenormand and, and then the Lenormand and then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, you know, this is resonating. And then you really study that in the tarot. So you develop a tool belt. So in other words, it depends who comes to see me and what their question is. Some reads are going to be more therapeutic or psychological. Some reads are going to be more predictive or situational. Some some are going to be different. And so it's, you develop, like, like, like I said, a tool belt, and I'll know what tool I want to use for what context, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, I think people that do readings have their favorite tools for different situations that come up. So um, say a client comes to you for a certain reason, they have a certain question right. um, in mind, you might pick the cards for that question, or you might pick something else for that question. So yeah, totally understand that. And then it's also changed for me too, because Trevor, at some point to a simple question, it's not as simple as you think. And there are layers, there are layers as to why they're asking that question. So that's why the tool belt is so important because, you know, there used to be a time where I used to do readings on a metaphysical store and somebody would come to you and say, well, you know, their question that they're paying money and they keep coming every week. I'm not interested in that. And they're asking the same thing. When is he going to leave his wife? Right. So that's not the question I'm interested in, sorry, interested in answering. What I'm interested in answering is why are you still asking this question? Like what, why are you still stuck here, right? That to me is infinitely more useful, uh, you know, if, if, if that individual really wants to evolve, but I, 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 I want to do work that's going to help people evolve and get unstuck, 
right? Not just foretell something that is going to keep them in that in that place where they cannot possibly possibly find their spark and their happiness. Uh, can you share some, or at least one story that you have from your clients? Maybe something that stands out that's interesting that you remember. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! If you had set me up with this, <laughs> if you'd set me up with this before we we spoke, a lot of times you'll work intensely and it, it it's it's burned off. I've got a number of stories, a number of stories like this, where somebody comes in and and it just basically, I I always love that Michelangelo quote about you keep carving the marble until you set that angel free right it's all about finding a, a situation where their authenticity for whatever reason is blocked right and you just keep carving and carving until they actually find that moment or they understand they get that eureka that aha where now it activates something and a process where they move forward i have I'm I'm so sorry. I, I have dozens and dozens of experiences like this, but nothing springs to mind automatically. Oh, that's okay. You know what? I'll call you at three in the morning because this <laughs> will bother me. So be prepared. If you're like fast asleep, I'm going to call you and say, Trevor, I have that one story. <laughs> that's okay. If you remember something, we can uh, always add it to the show later on. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so what's going on with your clients nowadays? Like, how do you work with clients mostly nowadays? Do you mostly do card readings or? I, I do. And I, I've uh, started to establish like a an area of work that I like to do. So I, I kind of call it psychic therapy in a way, because it is, um it's, it's, I find that I'm happiest. I mean, all kinds of predictive stuff and quick, quick questions but I I really enjoy it when I can work with somebody and be guided uh into something that is a little bit more interactive because usually usually your clients know what's going on and you just need to be sort of led to ask them the right questions and and uh use the right tool for them to to make these personal breakthroughs Right. So, um, it, but a lot of it is word of mouth and my website and sort of repeated business. And, and then recently I've started one of the Carrie Paris is like, I just adore her. It's her birthday today and she's a massive mentor. Um, and we've done uh, a bunch of different decks and projects together. Um, and also I wanted really to explore what life looked like in this business without tools. I wanted to see if I was able to sit in a mediumship circle and not use cards or casting charms or a tool if I if I could. And Marianne Kennedy, who you know, she's I've spent a year with her. She is amazing. What I've learned from her just takes us all to a completely different level. Right. And all I can say is that it's important no matter what. You never know everything and you just have to keep keep working right just have to keep working that's so true the more you work on things the better you are the more experience you gain and the better you are at your what you do so yeah for sure you know COVID shut us all down 
though Lord knows that we would have been doing a lot more in terms of the paranormal, but all of that got shut down. So everybody lost all those years. And that's another thing, Trevor, I'm very eager to come back into and to, you know, you must be chomping at the bit too, right? Yes, we are. We have some things in the works that are coming down uh, later this year. So we'll, we've announced a couple of them already on our website and stuff. So social media. So there's some posts up there about some events coming up. But there was one event that we had you at a couple of years ago that you came and joined us with. Uh, would you like to share that experience a little bit? The paranormal can happen at any time. So that's why our Etsy store is always open. Get your paranormal items from cleansing, to protection, to attraction. All available now on our Etsy store. Search Haunting Live. I'll tell you, the one, one of the things that happened on that paranormal thing has never happened anywhere before. So this was at the Stratford Inn, Stratford Hotel, Stratford Inn, right? At the, the Queen's Inn, the Queen's landing no queen's in no queen's landing sorry i was just there in niagara sorry so the most uh, well there were so many extraordinary things i can't even talk about the the smoking lounge remember with the the that's the place where marianne slept and she she's so well protected right so shut down that she didn't experience a damn thing but when we were in that room I can't even tell you, remember, on the, the, what was it, the, the, what did we use, the PSB? Oh, we had a, um, some paranormal tools set up that night, so one was the SB-11 spirit box, yes. That's it, PSB-11, and, and the, that intelligent haunting that we got, and very, very, you know, like, didn't want females to be in that room, right, there was a high level of propriety, it was like a, a smoking room, that was crazy how that ramped up. But the, sorry, that is usual, you know, that's like sort of typical, but I have never been like in the corner of that staircase. I have never experienced a spirit that was so bright and so beautiful as that lady that was there. She was like magnificent and you just felt like she, like you felt almost like this angelic vibe. She was so beautiful and scintillating and to, to feel her in the corner where, you know, you're expecting always, oh, it's going to be something evil. It's going to be something miserable. It's going to give me that vibration of grief that Milton did where you're buckled over and you're, you're feeling like vomiting and you're smelling putrefaction. And, you know, all those things is when you walk into a, a severely haunted place, you're expecting all that. I never, ever, ex I never experienced that kind of a luminous energy before in that corner. I was, I was like, Oh my God, she is amazing. Amazing. Now, are you speaking of the corner in the staircase area, or are you talking still in the corner of that one room? No, that no, not in that room. Okay. She was not there. That's for damn sure, right? It was in the corner of the staircase. Okay, Do yeah, I, I know which staircase you're talking. Yes. Yeah. Did yeah. you meet her? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, the spirit. That's there. Yeah. She was a, a blue. I saw her in a blue dress. A blue dress. Yeah, that's correct. Um, our colleague that works there um 
she encounters her quite often there. So yeah, and she describes her the same way, wearing a blue dress. So so that was awesome. And then, of course, the room that you guys were staying in, by the time that the two of you were done with that room, it needed like an exorcist. So <laughs> that room was like, oh, it was so ramped up and crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that was a fun event. It was a great event. It was, and we hope to have some other events there in the future. Uh, but there was another event as well that you joined us on, and that was in Milton, Ontario. And that is a, let's say, haunted farmland area that we do events at. And uh, you encountered some things there too. Do you want to talk about that a bit before we go? Do we have time? Because I'm telling you that's an entire <laughs> podcast into itself, right? What happened we there? got a little bit of time if you want to go into it briefly, sure. Okay, so um, you were doing that at the time with the spiritual, me the spiritual mediums, right? That was your event, right? So... I, um, at the time, my, um, my buddy, right, Tyler, right, uh, Tyler, a very, very gifted, very gifted psychic medium, like through the roof gifted. Um, so Tyler and I, we weren't sure what we were walking into. The two of us thought, oh, this is going to be one of those ghost walks, you know, where somebody holds the lantern up and the cape up and it's going to be a mwahaha, you know. So we thought, oh, this is just going to be rubbish. We had no idea what we were walking into. So we went for dinner before <laughs> before this event. And, you know, it like, you know, it, rarely we get out to do things. So we ordered dinner and he ordered <laughs> at the time he ordered a rye and ginger whatever and I had a I'm like who's like there's a little like you know this uh flight of mini martini or not martinis mini daiquiris or margaritas mini margaritas so I'm like oh I want that so I had mini margaritas and he had a, a rye and ginger whatever and we're eating and whatever and so we we thought it was just going to be fun nonsense had no idea now, the minute that we started walking up the pathway, there was a complete shift of energy, like it went whoop, right? Shift of energy. We got right up to the top where the door was, and Doris came out and greeted us. And Doris had a turtleneck on because I can't remember the time of year, but it was a little cold, right? She had a turtleneck on. She took her turtleneck down and showed us three scratches at the side of her neck so uh Tyler and I looked at each other at that point and went oh I don't know if I'm allowed to use the f word on a podcast but you know what the f word is right we went oh right this was now now not what we thought it was and then the entire night I have never been I have it was uh I'm just going to say, uh, this is when, when I'm talking about when you walk into certain rooms and you're nauseated, the, the, the room. And actually, I had an experience on the staircase where there was this vibration of grief that was so intense, it took me to my knees. And I fell down on the staircase in like in sobs. They did not belong to me. And then I walked up the stairs and... Uh, and, and I smelt, I smelt like decay in that top bedroom. And I got this image of somebody who had been 
like vomiting blood or I mean, these are awful things to talk about, but anyone watching the show. But then I also, when I first walked into the place, I got this image of a of bloody um, sheets or cloths, right? So I, I'm not quite sure if that was a tuberculosis or a consumption or, but, and then I, I just, I felt it was sometime in, in the summer. Oh my gosh, there were so many things. And then somebody, there was another medium that was in that group that said something about, uh, she brought up soldiers or something. And we searched on Google, we searched up a, um, like a hymn and it was American. And I'm not even sure what the American association with that place was, right? But it was some sort of a, a battle hymn and we found it and we started singing it. And I remember Tyler running down the stairs saying, I don't know what you're doing, he said, but just stop it. It's just ramping everything up up here. And then, I, of course, I don't know if you remember, but he, he a couple of people got jumped, like jumped from there to one barn to the second barn, like like this, like this. It was, it, it is not a nice location. Let's just say it is, it had some very dark, very dark energies there. And I know I'm I'm packing it all in because I could break down every single one of these stories into a lot more details. But Trevor, what do you remember? I do remember that uh, event very, very well because we had so much activity at that event. Like oh. you said, you were there. We had people collapse there. Um, you said they were overtaken by the energies and that was true when the Actually, I think it was Tyler that collapsed. He was like overtaken. He had to be like exercised and stuff after. So, and um, like put the holy water on him kind of thing. And that was it. He was done. So he wasn't really, he wasn't really sort of exercised, but he, yeah. he basically, he, he did get, he did get jumped because he is such a talented and he said he, he really is like a trans uh medium too right so he got he got jumped you know and so it, it was actually doris that had to come and call her guides to to do you know what i mean to to really uh, wow that, that was incredible and and somebody else somebody else did too somebody else came in and tried to help this woman and did not do a good job and there were still people that left that investigation that thought they were right and they were not you could see in their eyes they still were not good do you know what i'm talking about yeah it was an amazing event and so much stuff happened that night it's like we had to actually shut down the event early because people were getting attacked by the energy <laughs> unbelievable do you remember sitting i was sitting on that bench was it next to you i can't remember who i was sitting where i'm trying to think of what piece of equipment it was with the with the red dots it could have been the psb I, I i okay never mind i'm gonna sound like an idiot here fresh batteries and i watched i watched those batteries like like seriously i watched it drain i watched that piece of equipment drain where i could actually see the red the, the dots right on one side being pulled and drained that piece of equipment. It, it'll, I'm, I'm not a technical person, but I'm telling you, sitting on that bench outside of that back pantry, I watched that happen. 
and I, and it was, did you have any equipment that you were aware of that went down or stopped functioning or? We always have equipment that does that on any investigation. So it's hard to say if it was one tool that right. they were taking energy from, but um, the ones that do go quickly is the laser grid. If we use that, that always drains really quickly. Right. And also the SB11 can go pretty quickly as well. They could just use the battery energy out of it so fast talking through it. It just goes really quickly. So, But um, I hope you are recovered from that now. And uh, maybe you uh, can join us on a new investigation sometime shortly in the future. So I would, I would, I would love to. And I'm, you know what, I think, I still think you guys, uh, I think we need to get together and do the Coburg Jail. Is that still open, actually? Because I'm not, not sure of the status of that location anymore. Well, that's that's news to me. So the bed and breakfast, they've turned it into a bed and breakfast. Are you saying that that's not open any longer? Or I'm not sure. I haven't checked what? into it to see if they're doing that kind of stuff or if you just go there and stay, like, in the rooms that we used before or not. So, um and for people that don't know, the Coburg Jail is a very haunted location in Coburg, Ontario. So, Do you ever get home? Like, seriously, I get home all the time and I say, why the hell? <laughs> why the hell am I doing this? Like, I feel like dirty and muddy and it's like you have to take charcoal baths. And it's like, do you ever get home and you go, why the hell am I doing this? Why the hell am I doing this? Do you ever do that? Yeah, after an investigation or whatever, you still have the energy lingering and you need to smudge yourself <laughs> that's all you need to do is have a good smudge but uh thank you tina for being here on this episode i appreciate talking to you it was wonderful and uh, we'd love to have you back sometime uh, but first before you go how can people get a hold of you if they want to get a reading from you um i have a website it's tinahart.ca and uh heart is h-a-r delta tango so double trouble tinahart h-a-r-d-t dot c-a Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on Haunting Live this episode. I appreciate it. It's wonderful to meet up with you again, and uh, we hope to have you back again as well for some more stories. So, Let's go somewhere scary soon, okay? We will for sure. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Trevor. Bye-bye. Miss one of our episodes? Replay your episodes on Rhode Island Broadcasting, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. EST. Show your support for Haunting Live by supporting our broadcast partner, Rhode Island Broadcasting. Find them on YouTube. The paranormal can happen at any time, so that's why our Etsy store is always open. Get your paranormal items from cleansing to protection to attraction. All available now on our Etsy store. Search Haunting Live.